Shabbat Lametet, the last thing we were discussing was temporary oils on Shabbat. And we ended off with uh, Rami Ber Haskel asking Rav Huna to tell him things in the name of Rav, Legabe Ohel on Shabbat, Shabbat and Talmud Torah. He told him two, one about the leather pouch and the second one about the, the stove that uh, broke. And the third, he was telling him that the Torah will be forgotten one day. And we ended off with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai telling us that Torah will not be forgotten, just it will never be clear. With that, we are starting the Lametet, the second line, and Tanya Rabbi Yosibin Elisha Omer. If you see a generation that has a lot of problems, go look at the Dayanim, the judges of Israel. Because all the, 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 the troubles that come to, to the world only come because of the Dayanim of Israel. The heads of Beit Yaakov, the generals of Beit Israel, that are perverting the, the, the judgment. And anything that is straight, they, uh, they make it disgusting. Each one is, is building his house in Sion with uh, blood. They kill people. Uh, they're building it with uh, money that, is, uh, that, is, uh, that they hurt people in order to get it. The heads of it are getting bribes. And the Kohanim are... Uh, they're getting uh, they're they're getting paid to give the halacha on via because of and the neviim they 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 get uh, money they get silver in order to do their magic and they you know they're saying that everything is peace and they're they're going with all this why because Hashem's in the Beit Hamikdash we have a Beit Hamikdash and we're not worried Hashem will destroy it as we get closer to the Shabbat it's very kedai to look at these psukim in Micha, look at uh, the Bidrashim on it, look at the Mifashim on it. It's interesting. Resha'inahim, that that generation where the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, I guess we're talking about the first Beit Hamikdash, obviously. They were Resha'im elashetalu bitchona b'mishayama arv hayyaulan. They were Resha'im, but they trusted Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Fiyatach Mevi Hakadosh Baruch Hu alim shalosh paraniot can get shalosh avirot beyadam. So Hashem punished them with three punishments because the three avirot. Number one is they took bribes, they got paid, and the, the Nevi'im, uh, everything was magic. Number one, Zion will be plowed. And Yerushalayim is going to be filled with stones from all the houses that are falling. And Harabait will be like a forest where nobody is going to be there. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to put a Shekhinah on uh, on Israel until all the, the bad judges and the bad officers will be go away. Shneimar v'ashiva yadi alayich v'etzrof kabor sigayich v'asira kol bedilayich v'ashiva shofetayich kibarishonav v'atzayich kibatachila. Hashem said He's going to take away all the bad uh, judges and all the bad things, all the the, the chaff, all the anything that is bad from Bnei Israel that are causing the problems, and He's going to bring back the judges the way they were in the beginning, all the advisors as if they were in the beginning, so He can bring back the Shekhinah. Amur Ula and Yerushalayim Nifda Ela Betzdaka Yerushalayim could only be uh, redeemed with Tzedaka Shema Tzion B'Mishpat Tipade Veshaveha Betzdaka Amar Papa Ibatle Hire Batle Amgushe. 
Rav Papa said, if uh, the people with ga'ava, haughtiness, who get dressed nicely, who uh, have fancy hair, fancy this, fancy that, if they go away, the people who bother us, the, the people who hate the Jewish people will also hate us. It will stop. If the bad dayanim go away, all the, the bad officers who punish us, who hurt us, will also go away. How do we know that? How do we know if the people who are haughty with the fancy clothing, if they go away, how do we know people will stop bothering us? Uh, the people who think of themselves very highly, Hashem will, you know, will take those away. If the, the bad dayanim go away, the all the bad officers will go away. Hashem will take away you, you, once you, you're, you're the bad mishpat, and your enemies will go away. Amar Rabbi Melai Mishum Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon Ma Dichtiv Shavar Hashem Atere Shaim Shevet Moshelim. Hashem broke the stick of the Rishaim, the, the the whipping stick of all the people in charge. Shavar Hashem Atere Shaim Elu Adayanim Shena Asum Makel Hazanehem. These are the Dayanim who uh, basically are giving hand to their Gabaim or their officers. Their officers were taking money to, to do their job or they're trying to get more money or, you know, so the rabbis who are not stopping this are the ones causing it. And Hashem says he'll destroy it. Shevet Moshelim. What's that talking about? El Tamide Hachamim Shevemishpechot Dayanim. These are the Tamide Hachamim who get their relatives hired to be Dayanim. And they cover for them in different ways, even though they're doing wrong things. These are Tamidi Hachamim who get Amir uh, so tired based on the fact that, yeah, he'll be in touch with me all the time, even though he doesn't know anything, but since he'll be in touch with me, he'll, uh, he'll, take, he'll do a good job, and in meantime, and then he won't do a good job. And because they're not going to ask you for your opinion anymore once they got the job. Your your hands are filled with blood. Your fingers are with blood. Your mouth uh, talking uh, lies. And uh, These are the dayanim. Who have their hands out there to accept bribes? The fingers with uh, with uh, with sin. These are the the, the scribes. They write uh, down uh, contracts that are all lies. Everything that's messed up. Your mouths are saying wrong. These are the lawyers. Who's uh, who's the tongue is speaking? wrong. These are the. the the two people who are coming to Deen. From the day Yosef left his brothers, he didn't drink wine. They drank and they got drunk with him. Meaning, up until now, they didn't get drunk. They, they drank, but they didn't get drunk. Because Aharon was happy when he saw Moshe, how great he was, he became, uh, he, he ended up being the Kohen Gadol who has the Hoshen on his chest. 
שלחו לבני בשקר ללוי. People of Bashkar sent to Levi the following questions. Number one, Kila Mau, am I allowed to put up a canopy on Shabbat? Keshuta Bekarma Mau, hops, the ones that you make a beer out of. If they're in a vineyard, are they considered a vegetable and you have a problem with Kilaim, or are they considered a tree and there's no Kilaim? Number three, met beyom tov mahu. Are we allowed to bury a, someone on yom tov? Adazil nach de levi. Until he finally got there, levi passed away. Amar shemueler of menashia i hakimat shelach lehu. If you're hakam, send them answers. Shalach lehu. Kila hazarno al kol kila. We looked and looked and looked into the whole canopy situation. Velo matzinu lat sadite. We never, we didn't find the head there. Yeah, the question, hey, we said that uh, there is a whole bunch, there's a whole uh, situation, like Rabbi uh, and Rabbi Haskell was the most lenient. If it's a little bit open, you have a string. He told them, no, they're not bin Torah. Once you give them one leniency, they're going to end up with more leniencies and then it's going to be totally off. Number two, the hops in the vineyard, there is a problem with Kilain. He said, "Velish lach leuk der bitafon." They send them like a bitafon. Said the Tanya, "Kishut the hops." Bitafon omer and kill aim bakerem. There's no problem with kill kam bakerem. Hachamim omrim kill aim bakerem. They are v'kayamal and kolam mekel baaretz halacha kmoto bechutz laaretz. Whoever is lenient in Eretz Yisrael, the halacha is like him outside of Eretz Yisrael. So they do have heter if they go like a bitafon. He answered, "Not the fish and on benetora. They're not benetora. And I'm worried one heter would become a whole bunch of others." He, Rav would say anyone who wants to wants to plant hops in their uh, in their vineyard, go ahead, do it. You have no problem. He was outside of Eretz Israel and he he was leaning like Rabbi Tavon. Rav Amram Hasida Amram Hasida would hit anyone. He would give them makot. Anyone who did that. Rav Mishashia would give uh, money, uh, you know, he'd give a coin to a, a, a goy child, and he would uh, plant it for him. And as she explains, that Rav really held that it's mutar outside of Israel, but they tried to change as much as possible. He always tried to do a bishinui. And Tosfot said, no, uh, he held it was totally mutar, and the reason he gave it to a goy child was because the people of there were not b'nai Torah. Now, the Gemara asks, Why don't you give it to a Jewish child? Because he's going to come to learn and do it when he's older. So why don't you give it to a Gadol? People will get mixed up between the, the Goy and the Jew. And if you give it to Nukhri Katan, what's the worst that could happen? You're going to give it to Israel Katan, but that's a Gezera because of Israel Gadol, so it's not that in the world. Met, what about the Met on Yom Tov? This is question number three. He answered that met loy taskube. No one should touch him. Uh, if he died in Yom Tov, loy Yehudain, not Jews, v'lomaramim, not goyim, lo be Yom Tov Rishon, v'lo be Yom Tov Sheni, not the first day, not the second day uh, in uh, outside of Israel. The Gemara asks, Ini v'ha Amar Biyuda b'Shelat Amar Biyasi Uvda Hava b'Bekin Shtade Maon. There was a story in the Bet Knesset of the city Maon. Someone died be Yom Tov v'Samuch l'Shabbat. It was. Yom Tov, that was close to Shabbat. Velo Yadan, and I'm not sure, was it a Friday Yom Tov or was it a Sunday Yom Tov? And they told him, let the Goyim deal with it. Uh, let them bury him. Met on Shabbat, Yom Tov Rishon. 
If someone passed if someone passed away on a Sunday Yom Tov, uh, let the goyim deal with him. And be Yom Tov Sheni, But if it's a Yom Tov Sheni, second day of Yom Tov, let the let the Israel work with him. Even if it's Yom Tov Sheni of, of Rosh Hashanah, which is what Yom Arichtadame, and it's like one long day, and it should have the same rules, and it should be Asur, and even the egg you can't touch that was uh, that was uh, that if it was born on the, if it, the egg came out on, on the first day, you can't touch it on the second day, and Gezeran. Still, we are very lenient on uh, Yom Tov Sheni. And bottom line is what you see here on, on the first day of Yom Tov, you're allowed to bury him on the Goyim. So why were you so Mahmir? Again, he answered them, the fish enan bene Torah. And the Tosfot reminds us of the, the Gman Betza that if uh, there's a bad nation, a wicked nation out there, they do not uh, bury your dead people on Yom Tov because they're going to make you do other, uh, the other Melachot for them on Yom Tov. And Rabbeinu Tam was Oser Kervura Alidei Yisrael because of that Gemara. And they were, the Ma'aseh, they were worried even in the Tosafot's time that, uh, that the Goyim will come to make them do Melacha also for them. If you do one Melacha, they're going to push you to do another. Amar Rabbi Avin Baravuna, Amar Avhamah Barguriyam, Mit'atef Adam Bechila. A person can walk out on Shabbat with a canopy around him. Uh, and the, the straps with it. Don't worry about it. If you're walking out with it as your clothing, it's not considered as carrying. Why was it different than what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav? A person walks out with a talit that the tzitzit are not on good or the tzitzit are pasul, you have to give a hatat. And the tzitziyot that they are not on right are, are would be like the straps. And your hayav by walk for carrying out the tzitziyot, you should be also hayav to, uh, on carrying out the straps of the canopy. So they're going to explain tzitzit like abetalit hashiv velobetli tzitzit are considered hashuv. There's the chelut over there. Their their tzitzit, their kodesh. Okay, so there and therefore if you walk out and it's not on correctly, your hayav hane. Lo these straps of the canopy are not hashuv, but land they're batilt, they're they're like like nothing when it comes to the uh, the canopy, and therefore you're not hayav. Amara babara according to hachamim, who don't allow us to put the strainer on top of a keli on yom tov because it's maasehol. And that word maasehol is uh, that could give you enough reading material for a month. According to them, Marim Adam Alamishamirat Biyom Tov. A person could use a little bit of trickery when it comes to that strainer on Yom Tov. How? You you put it out there, Litlot Barimonim. You wanna you wanna put there Rimonim, I'll come and pick it up a little bit later. That's mutar, that's not Masahol. I just want to hang out here. Now what happens? Uh, a couple of hours later you take away the the, the, the rimonim vitole bashemarim and I put sediments over there. And since it's already been on, I can now put on the sediments, and all the juice goes down, and the sediments stay on top. You have to you have to put the rimonim over there to show that it was l'shem rimonim. But if you didn't put rimonim, then you know how to put the sediments over there. Ask what's the difference between what we learned in the Brayta? Matilin shechar b'moed. You're allowed to make uh, alcohol uh, drink on your on holiday. Let's only for for the holiday. If you want to do it for after the holiday, it's a sur. 
whether it's a date drink, whether it's a barley drink, even though you have old ones, you could even make new ones if you're going to drink from it now. And it's telling you you could do it by using trickery. And the interesting is, it's not telling me that I have to put the pomegranates over there. I don't have to prove anything. So what's the difference? Why over here you have to trick and prove, and over there you have to trick and don't prove? So the Gemara explains, Hatam, when you're making beer or whatever it is on Holomoyed, there's no proof that you're doing anything Asur. Why? The guy could think you're doing it for today. What's the difference? It's the same action. Over here, you see, a person puts, uh, sees you putting a strainer on top of a barrel. It looks like you're about to do an Asur, so you have to prove that you're doing something Mutar. Now, the Ramban didn't understand the back and forth of the Gemara because it's making you drink from the new one. That is the proof. That is like putting uh, the pomegranates on the, the strainer. That's the proof in itself. You have to drink the new one. So the Ramban explains the back and forth of the Gemara that from Rav Asher we understood that you have to first put on the pomegranates and then put the, the sediments to strain uh, the juice. And that's the thing over here with the beer on Holomoyed that you first do what uh, quote-unquote is asur and then you uh, prove and then the gemara explains that uh, by the beer you can't tell he's doing isur and by uh, and by the, the the strainer you could you think he's doing an isur look at this rabbi then some say it was Rav Huna Berbi Halvan Sheme, that was his name, the Shakal Berad Tuma. He took a tooth of uh, garlic, Umanahbe Bazad Dana, and he put it by, by the barrel of the wine where the wine's coming out. He put it over there. His, uh, he was saying that he was trying to store it there. And that's him doing his trickery. Because if he would close it any other way, it's like uh, fixing the hole. Uh, so he was using trickery. And he went to go sleep by a, go, a goy's boat on Shabbat. And he took him over the river. He was able to go see how his uh, fruits over there. Uh, on the other side of the river, he was able to go tell what's going on over there. I was only going into the boat to sleep. I ended up uh, going across the river. Are you telling me stories of uh, trickery and deceitfulness? Those are things that are sur midrabanan, and trickery on a drabanan is only an issue with amiratzot. Hatamid hacham is careful not to cross the line and do the avirat itself. The Ritva explains a little bit better that passing the river on the boat is an isur drabanan, and Telling the goy to do a melachafi was also the rabbanan, so it's like it's sort of a double. And the same thing with uh, putting uh, putting the garlic in the barrel. It's uh, it's not really bone de oraita because you're not sticking it in well. And number two is you don't want to you, know, you, you want to eat it. You could just take it out over there, so you're not mevatel. And therefore, there's no isur uh, de, de oraita. And if since there's no de oraita in both these cases. It's only zero derabanan. The rabbanan is allowed to do it without a problem. Now the Magid Mishneh wanted to he wanted to know why the Rambam never mentioned this halacha with the Tamid Hacham. He's allowed to do such a thing, and he explained that today we don't have this tzurba uh, merabanan, this Tamid Hacham who could do such a thing. 
On the other hand, the Magen Avraham and the Shulchan Aruch says that uh, the Rambam really is matir both those cases, and therefore it's uh, mutar it's even for uh, even for everyone. And the Meiri argues on the Rambam, and he says you're not allowed. And the the Beir Halacha brings it down, and with all those who argue on uh, the Magen Avraham, and it's a beautiful read. Next, the Mishnah starts notin maim al gabe shemarim bishvil sheitzolu. A person has a strainer. You have sediments on there already before Shabbat, and I'm just I want to I want to put water on top of it so the the juice could come out clearer. That is allowed. On, you could even put the water on Shabbat, and it's not considered borer. And we could filter the wine with cloths or an Egyptian baskets made of uh, made of the leaves from a palm tree. And it cleans out uh, all the wine from all, any flour or anything else that was over there. But you're not allowed to do it with an actual strainer. You're allowed to put an egg in a mustard strainer in order to separate the, the, the yolk from the white. And the yolk uh, gets mixed with the mustard, gives it a better color. And as she brings uh, Rabenu Halevi who explained that you're straining the egg into a, into a dish, into a pot with food in it. And you're putting it in a mustard strainer, nothing to do with the mustard, just uh, you want to do it with Beshinui. The Ritba and the Ran have a different picture of exactly what's going on here with the, with the egg and the strainer. And we're allowed to make uh, some sort of wine-based uh, drink on Shabbat. Because on Shabbat you do a little bit in a cup, you tov in a bigger in a jug, you could even make it in a barrel. Everything depends on how many guests you have. The Rambam in the Perush Mishnayot, he, uh, he brings two different Perushim of how to explain Rabbi Tzadok. Either he's coming to be Mahmir, that on Cholam you can't make a lot if you don't have a lot of guests, or he's ca- and then he brings another Perush that he's coming to be uh, lenient, that even on Shabbat, if he has a lot of guests, he could do as much as he wants. And the Gemara starts, Amar Zairi, noten adam yain b'shabbat. A person could put in clear wine, clear water into the strainer on Shabbat. Don't worry about borer. But water or wine that is dirty, don't put because you're not going to drink it now. By putting in there your borer and making it drinkable. Metive, but we have a braita. Rabban Shimon, the person mixes adam havit eshel yain. Uh, you, a person could just uh, shake a, a barrel of wine so you want everything the sediments and the wine to mix and you could put it into a uh, into the strainer on Shabbat and don't worry about it and it sounds like wine that's not drinkable with uh, without uh, straining you're allowed to put it into the strainer and that's a problem with what Zaire just told us so Zaire explained that when we said mix it and put it into the strainer, that's talking about during the time of the wine press over there. We do drink wine with the, with the sediments. It's not far-fetched for someone to drink it over there with the sediments. It makes sense, and therefore, that's not a problem. It's only asur the rest of the year, because no one would drink the wine with the sediments. Next, we could strain the wine with cloths. As long as you don't make a, like, like a hollow area in the cloth where uh, everything bunches up at. Uh, she gives two explanations. One, you could say it because Ovadin the holds the way you do things in whole, or because you're going to come to squeeze it. Next, Ubekfifa Mitzrit with the Egyptian basket made from the palm tree uh, leaves. 
אמרב חייה בראשי אמרב ובלבד שלא יגביע מקרקעיתו של כלי טפח. As long as the basket is not above the כלי, meaning the, the כלי that's on the bottom of it, as long as there's no opening from the bottom of that כלי under it to where the uh, where that sifter or the or the, the Egyptian basket or the the strainer is, as long as there isn't a tefah of empty space, because like by tumat met, that uh, uh, just even a, uh, even a height of a tefah considers it an oil. Same thing over here, and if there's an if there's a height uh, gap between the bottom of the keli on the bottom to the keli on the top, uh, if there's a tefah, then it's considered like you made an oil. And the Ritaba explains that the same thing would be with the strainer or with the cloth or anything that you have on top. Uh, it would be like it would be like making an oil if there's a tefah uh, opening in between. Amarav hai paron ka a rag apalgede kubasher. If you cover half a barrel with it on the on the top and the opening, it's mutar akule kubasur. The entire opening of the barrel is asur because that's like making an oil. A person should not pack straw and wood chips uh, into the mouth of a barrel of a jug. It looks like you're making a wine strainer, and that's Asur. In the house of Rav, they would pour beer from one keli to another slowly. This way, all the sediments and all the, 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 the stuff on the bottom would not go to the other keli. So the other keli would have it, that complete, like, shikhra, uh, complete beer. But then there's, the, like, the, the, the drippings, the leftovers on the bottom of the first keli. And you're going to want to separate that from the, the, the sediments or the, the dregs or all that, uh, the, the nasty stuff on the bottom. And that's borer. They left, all, they left that stuff in the first keli because that wasn't important to the house of Rav Papa. And she explains that Rav Papa was a beer, he sold the shekhari, sold the beer, or whatever the alcohol was. And so he had enough of it, so that little bit that was left meant nothing to him. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.